Hello and welcome to episode 47 of Game of Wines, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I'm Olivia. I'm Gabby. And I'm Chris. And today we will be discussing at our chapter 11 in A Game of Thrones, so make sure you have read that chapter before listening. Uh, news today, it's somewhat Game of Thrones themed. There's a Michigan house, as we all live in Michigan, uh, that's for sale that looks like it's straight out of Game of Thrones, which we looked through the pictures and it looked pretty amazing. Of course, it goes for $2.3 million, but it's 10,790 square feet. Damn. It's got 60 tons of steel. It's 60 feet tall, and it looks like a castle. On the outside, it's got like a drawbridge, and it comes with six acres of land. Where in Michigan again? Rochester. Rochester. It's on six, six acres of land, and it has hmm. five bedrooms with hidden doors that lead to a whole new room below each room. Okay. That, that sounds, sounds pretty cool. That sounds a little murder housey, but yeah. <laughs> well, we looked at the pictures. It looked like a dungeons and yeah. medieval themed bar and stuff. It looked cool. We'll post the articles in the Detroit Free Press if anyone's uh, you know multimillionaire wants to live in someone's <laughs> house in Michigan. There you go. If y'all buy it, let us know. We'll come visit. Yes. Some picks. We'll record every episode there from now on. Right. <laughs> Get used to it. All right. There's no Martin message. Of course. God. Come on, George. Why would there be? All right. So we do have an answer for our questions. Well, an answer for each of our questions. Um, from Aunt Katie. Yep. All right. Um, the first question was: Will Bron and Tyrion will Bron and Tyrion make it out of the King's Road alive? Um, she said, "I think yes. I think Bron may may need to kill the big one, the Rock. Then the others may run and hide. If Tyrion may talk his way out again, which I mean, he Tyrion seems to. He does that a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one was: Do you think Tyrion wants to kill his father? She said, "Hum, not sure." <laughs> Maybe he does, and I bet he will not be sad when his father does does die, and maybe not because the aftermath is uncertain. I agree with Chris that a good beating may be justified. Yep. True. Fair enough. Um, and then the third question was, how would Tyrion give the clan um, the veil of Aaron? Um, and she said, I don't think he can do that alone, but maybe his if his family agrees. Um, I think he's trying to get out of a tight spot, but on the other hand, he does say... A Lannister always pays his debt. True. So he technically he has to. Yeah. Because yeah. he said it, so now he has to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he might have dug himself a hole. We'll see. Yeah, I was gonna say we'll see. Yeah. Um. So last episode we followed Tyrion and Bronn as they traveled the King's Road, as we kind of just heard from the questions. Um. They talked about Tyrion's past, and they had a visit from the Mountain Clansmen. Today, Eddard is listening to grievances uh, from people who suffered attacks from a group of hundreds of men. Um, this is because Robert is gone. Uh, they ask the throne if they can retaliate, and Ned decides they must fight. We, they must first gather men, and then they can carry out the king's justice. Um, who we suspect may be in charge of this. Hmm. All right. We have a rosé today. It is Apothic Rosé from 2019. That was a great year. Made in California. I missed 2019. I missed 2019. <laughs> Before everything went to shit. Yep. 
All right, we are on wine rule number 17 from John Bonet's book, The New Wine Rules. And rule number 17 reads, stop worrying about sulfites. Um, he says that contained sulfites can be found on almost every bottle of wine because they naturally occur in wine. And it's usually a byproduct of the winemaking process. Only about 1% of the U.S. population have a true allergy or sensitivity to sulfates, so it is really nothing to worry about. Most side effects from wine, like headaches, are caused by histamine reaction, migraine sensitivity, and the presence of alcohol. If you have a sulfate, sulfite sensitivity, you are most likely sensitive to most condiments like ketchup, pickles, or vinegar, which I thought was interesting. Hmm. Um, and the, he, he points out a myth. Apparently, this I didn't know about this, but European wines have fewer sulfites than other wines. That's a myth. They all have the about the same. Well, that's good to know. Whew. I was concerned about the sulfites. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. That rosé. I don't hate it. I think I need to get used to it. It's been a while since I've had a rosé. It's kind of sour. A little bit. Or bitter. It says on the back, it says, This rosé blends layers of strawberry and watermelon with a hint of raspberry. I can taste the raspberry. It says for I a refreshing... Taste. You taste the raspberry? I taste strawberry. I taste raspberry. Rosé. <laughs> it, um, it says, for a wine that is refreshing, that is light in color, yet dark in nature. Hmm. 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 It's a little... Yeah. Yeah. I got it. It's a good way to say it. I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> okay. I'm going to start. Go for it. Uh, so Eddard is in the throne room. He's sitting on the Iron Throne, and we actually get our very first ever description of the Iron Throne, and I'm going to read that right now. It's on page 462. It says, He sat high upon the immense ancient seat of Aegon the Conqu Conqueror, an ironwork monstrosity of spikes and jagged edges and grotesquely twisted metal. It was, as Robert had warned him, a hellishly uncomfortable chair, and never more so than now, with his shattered leg throbbing more sharply every minute. The metal beneath him had grown harder by the hour, and the fanged steel behind made it impossible to lean back. A king should never sit easy, Aegon the Conqueror had said, when he commanded his armorers to forge a great seat from the swords laid down by his enemies. Damn Aegon for his arrogance, Ned thought sullenly, and, da and damn Robert and his hunting as well. <laughs> so... Yeah, yeah. leaves him in charge, and then... Yeah. Well, I just thought that was a cool description. Um, I am going to go a little bit more in-depth about the Iron Throne. Um, so this is from the Wiki of Ice and Fire. It says that the Iron Throne is the seat of the Lord of the Seven Kingdoms and is often used as a metonymic device to refer to the king's authority or to the polity born Aegon's conquest. The king often holds audiences and dispenses justice from atop it in the Red Keep's throne room, the Great Hall. The chair is cold and hard with many jagged edges. So, um, under the customs section, it says, In the king's absence, only his hand may sit on the throne, which we are seeing right now. Um, Robert's on a hunting trip, and so Ned has to sit on the Iron Throne to hear all the petitions and grievances from his people. So, um, it goes on to say that such privilege does privilege does not extend to royal regents so like the queen regent or pe like the regent means like when they take over mm. 
for a short time or something, right? Mm-hmm. I think. I can't remember all of that. I'm going to click on the little. A regent is in charge of ruling a realm when a king, lord, or ruling lady is underage. Makes sense. Right. So, like, yeah. I'm not going to. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So there were actually three exceptions to this rule about the regents. Um, Queen Rhaenys Targaryen and Queen Visenya Targaryen, who were King Aegon I Targaryen's partners in power, Mm -hmm. and then Queen Rhaenyra Targaryen, who sat the Iron Throne when she took King's Landing during the Dance of Dragons. So. Hmm. Um... And then on to its appearance, I'm just going to skim this part because I know it's getting long, but it says that the Iron Throne is an asymmetric monstrosity of spikes and jagged edges and twisted metal. Um, it took about a thousand blades to make, and George R. R. Martin himself has described the throne as massive, ugly, and asymmetric. The throne is a symbol of conquest. And very uncomfortable to sit on, according to Ned. Yeah. And later on in the chapter, I'll mm-hmm. get to it, I'll repeat it, but it has actually, like, killed someone before. Mm-hmm. Like, the actual throne. It's still it. sharp. Because it's still sharp, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the Iron Throne is located on a high platform in the red in the throne room within the Red Keep, which was what I just said, and it can be reached by climbing steep iron steps in the Great Hall. Um, and then the small council has a table at the base of the throne. Um... So it is impossible to lean back on the Iron Sea because of the fangs steel behind it. Um, and the points of the twisted blades fan out like talons from arms of the throne. Even And like right here it says, even after 300 years, some of the blades are still sharp enough to cut. So that's about that. So it's the most uncomfortable chair ever in the world. In the world. Good job. Yeah. But um, I get that. And then I found a little thread on Stack Exchange um, comparing the Iron Throne from the book to the Iron Throne from the movie. Um, Needless to say, it is... You mean from the the show? The show. I'm sorry. Yes, the show. Needless to say, it is not accurate in the show. In the show, it looks like... A chair. A chair that's like has swords sticking out of it, you know? People Um, sit pretty comfortably in the show in the chair. Yeah. Yeah. They start lounging. Yeah, they lounge back. Yeah, so it's it's basically just saying the differences between it. I will post this article. It's pretty long. And there's, like, comparison pictures. Like, the Iron Throne in the show, it looks like there was only, like, a hundred swords in it. The, thro- the throne from the movie, yeah, the they made, like, a little book. drawing of it. I'm sorry. <laughs> the book. I'm sorry. The throne from the book, it looks... It's like there's like a piece going this way. There's it's like uneven. It's very tall too. I swear I yeah. just saw like the picture. Did you post it somewhere? I might have. Cause I was. I probably to, did. I just remember seeing it like in the last couple days. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's insane. And then the it says you have to climb steps to get up to it. In yeah. the show, there's no steps. There's no. like two ledges. There's a couple. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> it just it looks crazier in the book. Yeah, yeah, and they said in the show, too, they were like, there's no way this could be made out of a thousand swords. Well, that's because the one in the show didn't look like it right. could have been made out of a thousand swords. Where and the one like, in the book definitely could have like, been. With them side to side, I, it just doesn't look that impressive from the show. They did, it, yeah. they did it a disservice. They did. Yeah. It could have been so much cooler, but... Well, maybe we'll see a different one in, 
In Fire and Blood. Fire and Blood, yeah. House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon. Yeah, I hope so. Okay, so, like I said, Ned is sitting the Iron Throne because Rob is out hunting, and Ned must now handle all the issues of the realm with the rest of the small council. Uh, basically, since Tyrion see, or since Catelyn sees Tyrion Lannister, the kingdom has basically gone to shit. Um, so the small folk that are currently kneeling before Ned, there's men, women, and children. They're all tattered and bloody. Their faces had fear written all over them. They were from the Sharer Holdfast. Um, and those of Wendish Town and Mummersford are all dead due to a raid that happened. These people were brought before Ned to explain what the raiders had done. So the first man to come up, his name was Joss. He started to explain that these men came to his alehouse and drank their fill and then spilled the rest of it before they set fire to his roof. And they were going to kill him if he didn't get away first. And then another farmer came up and said that they came riding in the dark up from the south and set fire to the fields and houses. The man said they were not interested in raiding and stealing, but rather in destruction. They butchered the milk cows as well. What a jerk. I know. Another man said they chased down his apprentice boy, which I'm assuming is like his little assistant. They were chasing him around the field, poking at him with lances like it was a game. They were laughing at him as he stumbled through the field until one person did kill him with a lance. I think he said, too, that it, he put the lance all the way through him. Yeah. Like, pierced another, him. Which yeah. is another... <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I've been impaled. Who yeah. could have done that? <laughs> yeah. Olaf. Yeah. That's what I <laughs> Olaf. <laughs> Uh, and then another little girl came up and said that they killed her mother. Aww. Yeah. So then after that, Sir Raymond Derry, which we remember from when, back in the beginning, mm-hmm. when they were trying to hunt down Nymeria, mm-hmm. they found Arya with the Derrys. Yep. So, um, so Sir Raymond Derry took over and said that the people at Wendish Town took shelter in their holdfast, but the raiders piled straw against the wood and burnt them alive. And when they opened the doors to try and flee the fire, the raiders shot them down with arrows. Uh, the claim was that these raiders were Lannisters. So the dairies, if I'm not mistaken, that was the one where Ned thought that they they had no ties to the Lannisters, mm-hmm. the dairies, mm-hmm. and they were bannermen to the Targaryens mm-hmm. during Robert's Rebellion. Okay. Yes, correct. Just want to make sure I got my ducks in a row. Do I need the book or did you just put all of it? No, nope, it is in your notes. I, I was. I know I over, you. I overprepared myself. I know you. Because, okay. <laughs> man, every time you try to have me do a book, I can't find this part. <laughs> you put the page and I said, uh. Just so you can say it to our our <laughs> listeners if they wanted to follow along. <laughs> all right. So, um, we are, we do have a little bit more of a description of the Iron Throne. Um, this is from page 465. So, as Ned was listening to their stories, he could feel the cold steel against his fingers as he leaned forward. Between each finger was a blade, the points, the points of twisted swords fanning out like talons from arms of the throne. I think that's a little crazy if he's yeah. actually, like... He can, like, put them between his fingers. Yeah, yeah. that's... Ooh. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, even after three centuries, some, some were still sharp enough to cut... Um, the Iron Throne was full of traps for the unwary. The song said it had taken a thousand blades to make it, heated white hot in the furnace breath of Beleriand the Black Dread. So, that the giant 
one. The biggest he one. The biggest one. The biggest yeah. one. Yep. Um, the hammering had taken 59 days, and the end of it was this hunched hunched black beast made of razor edges and barbs and ribbons of sharp metal. A chair that could kill a man and had if stones could believe it. So it has killed somebody, like yes. you said. Yeah. Yes. That's, yep. Isn't that Ooh. crazy? Ooh. Uh, yeah, what does it tell us who? I don't know. I will Can you look, look that up? up? I will I I'll do story. some research. Who tripped and fell? <laughs> and got killed by a chair. <laughs> Who oh, million-dollar baby down this chair? You, think they, oh you know that um, that book where he's reading, like, all of the lineage of all the houses? Yeah. Do you yeah. think the person that died from it is in one of the houses and his description of his death <laughs> is that he tripped death, and fell on the death iron Death by throw. chair. <laughs> Specifically iron throw. Oh, my you know, God. Like, oh, that would be hilarious. It's kind of sharp. Um, so, while Olivia's looking that up, Ned um, asks what proof there was that the men who attacked were Lannisters. Um, and he asked if they wore crimson cloaks or fly a lion banner. Well, the Lannisters aren't stupid, so they're not stupid enough to wear their colors or fly their sigil as they're committing these acts. And the proof was this, that every, mount, every man was mounted and wore mail. And they were armed with steel-tipped lances and long swords and battle axes for butchering. They were prepared. Yeah. So, like, they... Well-armed. They weren't just random people with random... Like, how we talk they about the Klansmen right, had, like, a bunch like of different these weapons. And, yeah, these one, this one was organized. Mm-hmm. So I found it. Oh, God. Okay. So there was actually a few, like, injuries as well. Of course. <laughs> so King Viserys I Targaryen cut his left hand to the bone after stumbling... And Maester oh. Gerardus had to remove two fingers to save his oh. life. Oh. Oh. <laughs> According to Septon Eustace, an armor-clad Queen Rhaenyra Targaryen was seen with cuts on her legs and left hand after sitting the Iron Throne for the first time, which led some to believe she had been rejected by it. That's interesting. Mm. That's interesting. That's kind of... Man. Guaranteed the next day, some dude is up there with a file. That's actually sure really interesting. Anymore. Like, if they're not, like, meant to be on the throne, it do you think the throne, up? like, cuts them up? That'd be cool. I doubt it. I just think... <laughs> I'm sorry. Who would want to... I don't know. My question... I doubt it. My question is... You know that this... Man, if you're sitting on it and it's cutting up your legs... Yeah. Why would anyone want to sit on that ever again? Yeah. I get, like, obviously well, I understand the power. Get a new throne. File it down, man. Okay, so continuing on. King Aerys II Targaryen was cut so many times that he had become known as the king, as King Scab. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Okay, so here's the, the death. So according to the stories, the Iron Throne is capable of killing a person. King Major I Targaryen, for instance, was found dead on the Iron Throne. His arms slashed open from wrist to elbow on jagged barbs, with a blade through his neck emerging beneath his chin. Ugh. That is brutal. Man, you sat back a little too hard. <laughs> like, did you... <laughs> like, like this? Like, like yeah. So it sounds like, like there was one right dude there, and fell he literally... on the chair, and... Stabbed himself through the neck. End of story. The throat. And they just hosed it off, and we're like, next... Next. Some believe that next. he was murdered. Who, who wants to sit on it now? Who wants to sit on it now? <laughs> it just killed the last king, but, you know, we're still going to use it as a throne. Some believe he was murdered, but uh, man. most most people believe that the throne itself had killed him. So I would say that the one point that you made before was very good that the first Targaryen, what was his name? 
Um, Viserys, the first oh. Targaryen. So Viserys, the first Targaryen, said that no king should ever sit comfortably. Oh, no, no, no. That wasn't him. I'm sorry. Aegon. Yeah, Aegon. Aegon sorry. That. Aegon said no king should... I thought should... you were the first person that got injured. No, no. Yeah. A- he said no king should ever sit comfortably. Yeah. And so it kind of is like a metaphor. In like, a you're not going to be here the whole time, so... Right. Don't and, get comfy. And there's a million... There's a thousand swords at your back at any point in time. Yeah. Oh, very good analogy. I like that. So always be... Wow. That just got deep. It did. <laughs> and yeah. drop the mic. Anywho. And end episode. That's it. <laughs> That's it. It's over. Think about it. That was it. That was oh, the episode. Okay. Back to the story. All right. So let me find of my place. Okay. So a man was called to talk more about why they think it was the Lannisters. Um, and he said that the horses were all war horses as well. So not only are they organized with mail and these battle axes and long swords, their horses are also literally made for their what fancy they're doing. horses. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ned asks the man how many there were, and he said that there were hundreds. Holy crap! Hundreds of men. Man, that that's not some random. Come on. <laughs> organized hundreds of Come people on. on war horses. That is an army. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Ugh. The small army. Um, he then asks about the armor. And if it gave away any clues as to who they were, but the man said that the armor was plain, nothing to give them away. But the one who had led them was armored the same, but he was like a giant, like the size of an ox. So one knight in the room said that that has to be Gregor Clegane. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All the pieces are coming together. <laughs> Um, this causes whispers and they're all talking through the hall. Um, the fact of the matter is that Gregor, Gregor Clegane is a bannerman, was a bannerman to, is or was? Is. Cause sorry. I will cause in the, but remember in the. Not yet. He is. He is currently. Mm -hmm. He made him one after he did. Okay. Correct me. Which one's which? Gregor is the mountain. Okay, so this the is my question. Sandor. Do you remember the? I'm blanking on the word for it, but the tournament mm-hmm. for when the hand got there and the jousting and everything, and mm-hmm. he like. Oh, I'm under. I'm never mind. I just pieced it together. Never mind. <laughs> never mind. I remember. Um. <laughs> so Gregor could get Greg. You know what? Just the say mountain, Gregor. The mountain, Gregor. 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 Okay. Gregor. Um, he's a bannerman to Lord Tywin Lannister. So that proves that this raid happens at happened at the hands of the Lannisters. You just call him Greg. Greg? Greg. <laughs> Greg. Greg. And then Sandor could be Sandy. Sandy. Oh. <laughs> Greg and Sandy. Perfect. Okay. You're going to make them mad. I'm sorry. <laughs> So, Maester Pycelle stands up and says that they can't know for sure that it was Gregor because there are many large men in the realm. Why are you talking like that? Because I fucking hate Pycelle. <laughs> Sorry. So much anger. He just bothers me. I don't know. He he's said always don't got jump to conclusions. Whatever. He's always got something to say about everything. That's why he's been around for it's so long. It's never what you think it is. Pycelle, if you don't take your old ass. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so many of the knights started arguing that there's not 
really not that many men as large as the mountain that rides. It's the yeah. mountain that rides. The mountain that rides. So there are men that are big as the mountain, but they can't ride a horse. But he's the mountain <laughs> that, that rides. rides. <laughs> no, I think... I don't think there's men as big as the mountain. I don't think so. I don't well, I like that so. they call him the mountain that rides. It's like there's big people, but they can't ride a horse. But right. he can ride yeah, a but horse. But he can do it. <laughs> His horse the is horse just is huge. Just gonna yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Pycel continues and asks... What motivation Gregor would have for doing this? Um, he holds the land of his own. He holds land of his own and is an anointed knight of the Seven Kingdoms. So he's trying to say, like, he's a good man. Right. He's noble. Which? Just because you're a knight doesn't make you a good person. Yeah. Because Jamie. real. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Sorry, my throat. Cake slayer. I had a... <laughs> Sorry. Um, Sir Mark, one of the knights that was present, said that he was a false knight. Yeah. Which? Bold words. Yeah. Um, Pycelle says to Ned that he must remind them that Lord Tywin Lannister is the father of their king. Queen. Queen. Whoops. <laughs> Queen. Um, and Ned replies, thank you, Grandmaster Pycelle. I fear we might have forgotten that <laughs> if you had not pointed it out. Yep. Like, Sassy yeah, Pycelle, we know. Sassy Ned. Oh, uh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Um, Ned then looks up to see men going out to the door and spot and spots Septa Mordain with Sansa. Um, he has a moment of anger and thinks that this is no place for a girl, but calms himself when he thinks to himself that Septa would have ne- would have no idea that this was no ordinary day in court, which is fair. Yes, probably a little out of this is a little bit more obviously how we just said the kingdom has gone to shit. Yes. Exactly. So, yes. Um, All because of cat. Like, honestly, though, <laughs> you're not lying. Yes. You can't just I do mean, one yes. thing and it messed the balance up the whole thing. You ain't lying. I wanted a refill. <laughs> oh, I was like, what are we doing? I just wanted to see if there's more. Ouch. Um, so, Littlefinger asks where the knights responsible for protecting these holdfasts were when this destruction was going on. Um, Sir Carl Vance and Sir Mark said that they were attending his, attending his Lord Father in the pass below the Golden Tooth. What is the Golden Tooth? It's a near um, where the Tullys are. River Run. Okay. Yeah. Right. River yeah. Run. Yeah. I had a map on my phone for a while. It's so lost. I need to like get my Game of Thrones map blanket. Right, and we could just, just hang like, it somewhere. Put it here. Yeah. <laughs> we There's really, the Golden Tooth. We really should get like a map. We should, that would be cool. Yeah. Um, Anyways. Yeah, sorry. Guys, we're off topic. Um, He said that when Sir Edmure Tully heard of these outrages, he told them to take a small group of men to find the remaining survivors and bring them to the king. So that's why Mm -hmm. they weren't protecting. Yes. Sir Raymond Derry said that Sir Edmure had summoned him to Riverrun with all of his men. By the time he was able to return and help, Gregor and his men were gone. So, correct me if I'm wrong, all these holdfasts where they attacked these people were all Riverrun holdfasts, correct? That's what it sounds like. It sounds, sounds like that. Like it is, yeah. Because it, it's in that area. I was going to say, I don't think they like specifically said it was this but it sounds like they're going after the Tullys for what I was they gonna did. say and all of them Tyrion. all of because of cat because of cat so they're going against the Tullys yeah because so of would that therefore make that do you know what I'm saying then this makes it that's even more proof that's more proof yep yeah yep I just put that together <laughs> yeah yeah I was gonna say because they're all talking all of them have mentioned um they're like going Edmure. around it 
they're not saying it. They're like, oh, so it's, you know. No. But they're not going to they're yeah. gonna not directly say, okay, it's Tywin. Like, all right. Right. Because I don't think anyone wants to claim that no. because then they're going to get their asses handed to them. Right. First it's person a to claim very that. weird, there's a very thin line that you shouldn't cross and no one really knows what that is. Yeah. You know? Anyways, um, continue. The knights also said that Sir Edmure had dispersed men to guard all border holdfasts along the Red Fork. Mm-hmm. So Ned thinks to himself that this must be exactly what Lord, Ty- Lord Tywin wanted to bleed off the strength from Riverrun as Edmure scattered his swords to defend every hold. There you go. Bingo. There it is. So, smart man. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, didn't he say in the chapter he goes more? He's more of a fox than a lion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he's, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's, yeah. He's more of a fox. He, I, it's more. He does everything more like in the shadows and sneaky rather than more just like coming out and fox. doing it. Oh God. <laughs> so Sorry, I had fox. to put that in there. <laughs> I mean, Tywin. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a little. I was joking. Let's move on. No, it's a little confusing. <laughs> it is. It is though. <laughs> Because he's scary. It's Tywin, but like, uh, I don't know. Anyways. Mm. Anyway. Um, Littlefinger asks the knight, um, if your holdfasts were all protected, what do they need from the throne? Are all protected. Mm-hmm. So if they are all already protected, what do you guys need from us? Mm-hmm. Um, they reply that as they still are holding peace with the king, they ask if they can retaliate. Um, and Ned thought to himself that if this were Lord Tywin's doing... He had make sure that he was un- undercover and did it at night. So, yeah, he's saying what we just said, that he's doing everything sneaky. Yeah. Sneaky like. And I'm, this next part that you're going to read, sneaky. The most foxy shit. Go. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go. But like, <laughs> um, if, I just like, action. And go. So if he's thinking that... Um, if River Run struck back, the Lannisters would insist that it had been the Tullys who had broken the king's peace, not the Lannisters. Bingo. Bro. That ain't right, man. He's yeah. a fox. Hands yeah. are tied. So, Grandmaster Pycelle stood to speak again, of course. Um, he said keep at his these, mouth shut, man. Yeah. He said if these people did believe that this is Sir Gregor, then he should let these people go to Lord Tywin and bring their grievances straight to him. Uh, knowing him because it's his duty to dispense the gesture for justice for his bannerman. Right. And basically, that's his man. He should take care of the problem. Right. And Ned goes, "No, this is the king's justice. This is the king's peace that was broken, not Tywin's peace that was broken." And Pycelle again says, "Well, then, if that is the case, then we should wait for the king to return." And Ned goes, "The king is hunting. He'll be gone for days. He's across the river, and we don't know when he's coming back." Right. I was told by Robert to sit in his place, to be his ears, to speak on his behalf. He trusts me. Otherwise, he wouldn't have asked me to be the hand. Right. And I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. But he does agree that the king must be told that this has all happened. Mm-hmm. He agrees that. So he asks uh, Sir Robert Royce to send word to the king and his party of what has happened today. And he asks him specifically because his dad is hunting with King Robert right now. Yeah. Yep. Which I also believe that the first character that dies in Game of Thrones... Mm-hmm. Waymar? Waymar Royce Waymar is Royce. related to them as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
so I believe that's his son. Yeah, first character, Waymar Royce. Yeah. Yep. And the Royces just keep popping back up. Yep. So Ned ultimately refuses the petitioning knight's permission for vengeance. Um, tells the villagers he cannot give them back what they have lost, but he can give them the king's justice. So the first men, or Ned says, the first men believe that the judge who called for death should wield the sword, which he's told us all that before. Um, and in the north, we hold that still. I mislike sending another to do my killing, yet it seems I have no choice. Because, obviously, he's a shattered leg. Thanks, yeah. Thanks Jamie. Um, yeah. Sir Loris Tyrell... <laughs> Sir Loris Tyrell volunteers to act in his place and take on this task. I just don't understand why this guy thinks that he can do this. He already almost was killed by him once. Right. He wants to go against the mountain again. And the hound had to rescue him from that. And now he's like, oh, I want to do it. Yeah, like, you're not going to have a hound to Morris. save you. Like, you're just you're just the pretty boy with the roses, man. Like, yeah. you're good, but... Sit down. <laughs> have a but, seat, Morris. Uncle, sit down. <laughs> but the mountain is, like, the mountain's going to use dirty... Like, he's not going to fight you fair. Yeah. For sure, he's the mountain, so... Uh, but Ned refuses him, and he says, retaliating the point that the goal is justice, not vengeance. Like, all you want is vengeance for what happened during the tournament. But he's trying to make it very clear, this is... This is justice, justice not, vengeance. not vengeance. And if we send you, then it's going to look like vengeance. Right. And then it will probably look bad on your house exactly. as well. So Ned orders uh, Lord Beric Dondarrion, Thoros Amir, Sir Gladden Wilde, and Lord Lothar Mallory... To each assemble 20 men. That's a lot of people. So that's one, two, three. So that's 80 men right there. And then Ned's going to give 20. So that's 100. Yeah. 100 men, which they're supposed to be 100 men. Yep. At least. So um, Ned also sends 20 House Stark Guards of Winterfell, which we've already heard they're like five. Of five each Lannister man. men. Yeah. yeah. One one Stark is worth five Lannister. Which, men, by the way, that really. did not add up in the streets. Yeah. Of no. in the streets. It did not add up at all because they the all streets. died and the Lannister men did not die. So yeah, true. Some of them died, but you were on horses, okay? What do you want? Okay. <laughs> um, I guess they took that out of the yeah. equation when they said that. Um, so then Ned announces in the name of Robert, which he does the whole spiel. Um, that these men are charged with bringing to justice the false knight, Gregor Clegane, and that Gregor is now stripped of all lands, titles, and sentenced to death. He then tells them to ride at the first light so it can be done quickly. King's justice must be swift. Yep. So he then dismisses everyone and says that the throne will hear no more petitions today. At the base of the throne, Varys was gathering papers from the table. Littlefinger and Pycelle had already left, of course. Um, and Varys says, you're bolder than I am, my lord. Ned goes, how? How am I bolder than you are? Mm-hmm. Um, he said, had it been me up there, I would have just sent Loras. Mm-hmm. He wants so bad to go, and the man who has the Lannisters for his enemies would do well to make friends with the Tyrells. And Ned said that Loras is young and basically that he would get over the disappointment. He's fine. He, yeah. he just wanted vengeance. That's the only reason right. he wanted to go. And he would have... And they they had mentioned in their... I forgot who said it to him. I don't think it was Ned, but it was one of the other men. And Loris was like, oh, I want to go. They would go, okay, and 
the mountain would send us back your head with a plum in it in your right. mouth. Yeah. Like you just die immediately. Yeah. There's no way you can. You're not gonna do anything for no. us. So Varys brings up another point that you know you do have Sir Ilan technically who is in quotes the king's justice. Mm-hmm. Um, he might be mad that Ned is that Ned is sending someone else other than him to do his work. Uh, it might actually insult him and Ned. <laughs> I know Ned was always was thinking about how Sir Ilan was looking from like the back of the. Well, it's coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Ned said there is no insult intended, but in truth, Ned does not trust Sir Ilan. He doesn't trust anyone that's an executioner. He doesn't like anyone that's an executioner, because Ned likes to do. You know, if you're gonna. His own. Yeah. What was it? If you're gonna cast the sentence, you have to wield the sword, yeah. right? So, Ned then points out that the pains are bannermen to House Lannister, anyways. Yeah, so he, that's another reason to not trust them. Yeah. So then Ned thought it was best to choose men who are not loyal to Lannisters at all and have no fealty to go and take care of this. Mm-hmm. Um, Varys said that this was a good point, but Varys did see that Sir Ilan in the back of the room staring at them, and he did not look pleased. Though, it was kind of hard to tell because he always looks like he's displeased. So... Yeah. Verse ends with, I hope he outgrows his disappointment as well. He does so love his work. <sighs> sick, sick man. Varys is very... Talking about Sir Ilan. Yeah. Yeah. Varys is also a fox. Yeah. He's kind of a snake. Nope. Spider. Sorry. Spider. Mm, there you go. That's, right. That's yeah. literally what he's called. Yeah. 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 Uh, so the questions that we have this week, uh, the first one is, does Ned think he can be king, and does he want to be king? I think that, in a way, he thinks he could do it, but he doesn't want to. Yeah? Uh, yeah. I don't think that Ned wants to be king. Yeah. Uh, but I think that he kind of sees, like, that he's... Um, I don't know. The, oh, the honorable. Literally what yep. his biggest downfall at this point. I think that Ned would be an amazing king. Yeah. But I don't think he wants it. Well, no. I think when he was younger, he might have mm-hmm. thought he could do it. But right now, I think from what he's doing... I mean, this clearly... He could clearly do what the king is doing, right? Um, and... But I don't think, yeah, he, this responsibility, he kind of sees it as annoying. Yeah. I think he'd be so good, though. That's why he keeps sticking his fingers through the blades. He's, like, bored. <laughs> um, so the next question is, uh, will Robert agree with Ned's decisions? Uh, I think he, I think, like, deep down he would. But, like, he has Cersei breathing down his neck all right. the time. And I don't think he'll show that he actually agrees with Ned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think he can show that he agrees with Ned. Mm-hmm. Because because of his the Lannisters wife. backing up everything. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, the Lannisters are really the only reason why he had money. Yeah. And Robert's just their puppet. Yeah. You know? Because, I mean, think, like, just when um, they also, when Jamie left. Yeah. He's like, just leave, leave it alone. Yeah. Leave, just leave it alone. Right. So I feel like this, with Gregor, he'd be like, man, you, you should have left it alone. Right. Like, exactly. let it go. Bro, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a couple of factors as well. I think besides Cersei is the fact that, number one, the throne is indebted to the Lannisters for yeah. millions. And then also, 
Robert wouldn't have had the throne if it wasn't for the Lannisters stabbing the Targaryens in the back. Right. Literally and figuratively, actually. Because Jaime stabbed the Mad King in the back, but then the Lannisters actually stabbed the entire Targaryen army in the back. That's true. By killing them inside the castle walls. So, besides Cersei, I mean, I thought that's how he paid them back, basically, was marrying Cersei. But now I feel like, yeah, there's just, they're too ingrained in what's going on to go, the Lannisters are at fault. Right. So. Agreed. And I think it, Ned could have taken it a different way. And I think actually in the show he might have taken it a different way and said that he's holding Tywin in contempt for someone that was his bannerman. I think he did that in the show, but in the book he didn't. But he actually called Tywin to come sit at court because yeah. of some because in the in the show. Yes. Um, but he didn't do that in the book. And Tywin, like if I remember from the show correctly, Tywin was just like, <laughs> yeah, Tywin was not going to do that. Like he doesn't, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I think, I think it's funny because. In the show, when Ned is like, oh, well, he's now been, Gregor's been stripped of all his titles and land and blah, blah, blah. You literally see Pycelle and he's like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> yes. You can't do that. Like, wait a minute. I, you can't. Can't. I think it's more obvious in the show that he's loyal to the Lannisters than mm-hmm. it is in the book. Uh-huh. In the book, I think Pycelle is more subtle. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. with his loyalty. Like, yeah. like they, everyone knows he's loyal to the Lannisters. You can tell, but, like, it's not... As in your face. Right, exactly. He does things a lot more low-key. Mm-hmm. But, like, at the same time, everyone knows what he's doing. Yeah. You know? So the last question is, how do you think the capture and execution of Gregor Clegane will play out? Hmm. Not as everyone pictures. Yeah. I think they have a lot of hope um, that it'll just be, like, relatively, like, maybe he'll come quietly. Yeah. Mm-mm. I just don't think it will play You just out. don't think it'll happen? No. Yeah. Do you think like, they'll get attacked by the Lannister men before they even get to him? Or like do you think the the mountain and his men will like kill them all? I think that mm. once maybe they got to you know? him. I think maybe they'll get to him. But they won't win. But they won't win. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And then they'll and be it's like, unfortunate that oh, it will no. contain Stark men that are gonna die. I again. know. Yeah. Jeez. But that's I feel like they've lost a lot of men they have. lately. These last few chapters. Yeah. Yeah. That's not right, man. Alright. All right, those are all the questions. So. Alright, so our Tyrion tidbit for this episode is why is it that when one man builds a wall, the next man immediately needs to know what's on the other side? Mind your own business. <laughs> no, he said that in the <laughs> He's, uh, yeah. Mind the business that pays you. Mind, mind beeswax. <laughs> yeah, he said that earlier on in this book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he talked about the wall. Yeah. yeah. All right. You all know the drill. Make yeah. sure you follow us on all of our social media. On Facebook, we have a Facebook page called Game of Wines, a Song of Ice and Fire do podcast. We? we do. Oh. We also have a group called Game of Wines Podcast Group. Really? Oh, we do. What else do we have? We have, guys, we have an Instagram, a Twitter, and a TikTok, and you can follow us at Game of Wines 1. Not that we've posted on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. I, we need to do it, man. We have a lot of... We came up with ideas. <laughs> just never happened. Oh, we also have a YouTube. You can follow us at Game of Wines Podcast on YouTube. And a YouTube? And a YouTube. Wow. We're all over the wow. place. And a Podbean. Yeah. So And, like, please like, follow, subscribe, rate us if you like our podcast. 
<laughs> okay, that's it for this week's episode of Game of Wines. Next episode, we will be discussing Sansa Chapter 3, so make sure you read that before next episode. <laughs> episode. Episode. Thanks for listening. <laughs>